You know who's in the beginning of this movie? Omar Epps. Omar Epps. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Bon voyage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. That's correct. <laughs> we st- I saluted. We when start I did from that the too. ending. Yeah. Bon yeah. voyage. Um, the, today's episode is memento. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we begin at the end. <laughs> that would be really strange. Remember, we were ta- no, we weren't talking about that at all. <laughs> it we, is funny. We start talking in. The, we start talking about. Remember when we talked about this, and then we talk about it later. That's right. Well, it is weird because sometimes that we will reference because we do some chatting beforehand, yes. and we'll be like, "Oh, we talked about this," but it comes like. Two comes, hours later, yeah, in, in the, the outtakes. Episode, in the outtakes yeah. Yep. Uh, also from music video sends Barrett share. Oh, hey, that's me. Yes. Ooh. And uh, hey, so uh, we have a Patreon. That's Ooh. right. Uh, we actually just did a hangout uh, with the patrons, the members of our Patreon last week, actually, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And we love talking to you people. And that's one of the perks that you get for being a member of our Patreon. You get to live hangout with us in the studio uh, once a month. You get a tier where you can control our content, like you can vote on stuff. You can see if you want a mini pod, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get bonus uh, Sincast content. You get everything early. There's a bunch of stuff that you get as a member. Yeah, and uh, you know there are three different tiers, so three bucks, five bucks, and ten bucks. That's it. Is that right? And uh, very, very, very soon, announcing something cool coming in the spring uh, that will be for all members. Uh, all, all members of the Patreon will be enriched in some way by, <laughs> by this event, uh, and we're very excited about it. But again, um, we know not everybody has the extra cash laying around right now, but mm. if you if you do later, you'll still get back access. You'll mm. be grandfathered in mm-hmm. to all the secret stash cool shit. <laughs> yes. So uh, anyway, come on over and hang out. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and thank you all for uh, all of you who've already joined. Yes, definitely. All right, so today we're going to go back on our road trip. Road trip. On the road again the most time-honored tradition of all the road trip oh the places you'll go are we there yet no are we there yet no are we there yet no and we're going to go to ohio yeah man today this state was my nemesis growing up oh yeah going going west to east because my family all lived out on the east coast and we lived in indiana for most of my youth and so we always had to cross ohio and it felt like a 92 hour state is it flat it's flat as fuck (laughs) and you just at least the interstate and you just but uh, in all in all seriousness, it's like eight hours to get from one side to the other. No, oh, jeez. Whereas from Nashville, I can get to Chicago in about eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, uh, uh, maybe it's more like ten or eleven. Uh, no, it's about eight. I had uh, had a couple of early early Ohio experiences in Cleveland. Mm. Um, uh, we had relatives that lived up there, and um, and uh, remember. I guess it was 1989 because i saw batman when i was out there oh really and uh, i saw honey i shrunk the kids nice um and uh but uh some of some of uh, my uh longest uh lasting baseball memories i'm not a fan of the indians at mm-hmm. all but we went to two indians games and two different trips wow and I saw Bo Jackson hit a home run. Awesome. I saw Jim Abbott pitch. Oh, cool. I saw yeah. Joe Carter kick something out in the outfield and a water sprinkler came on. Now, didn't <laughs> they get a new stadium somewhere in the 90s? Yeah. Because I went to the one before 
Yeah. I don't remember what it was, it was called. Cleveland Stadium, I think. Okay, so I went to a game there, and then they tore it down and built a new one. I haven't ever been yeah, back Yeah, the to one that's in Major League, that's where, you know, you went. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Jacob's Field was like 92, somewhere right, around there, 93. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, Ohio has quite a, quite a few movies, actually. It really does, man. Um, and a lot of these right at the bat, right off the bat, I haven't seen. The Fifth Wave is one I have not seen. And yet, you, you have. Yeah. <laughs> this is with Chloe right. Grace, right? Uh, yeah, it is. And I've, I've I saw your email. I hope somebody has seen this. And I have. And I can't tell you a goddamn thing about it. Is this the sta- same stock? Yes. It's the death cure huntress in the woods with the magic <laughs> this is the you i you remember the trailer the first yeah. wave was this the yeah. second wave was this yeah. just a post-apocalyptic teenage girl finding her brother saving the whatnot and uh, yeah I, I honestly can't get it up to even tell you how bad it was say, it's a it's a ya adaptation Act- in the in the um spirit of hunger games insurgent divergent those type in and maze runner yep uh, I have seen like one piece of this. It was like her running across a freeway or something. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a big to do when I went out to Little Rock to visit my uh, family and they had their TV set on that weird setting where everything looks live and, <laughs> and, and, you know, you'll, you'll talk to them. Oh, I like it that way. You do. Dude. Okay. Dude, let me tell you, I've, I've done that. I've made the conversion yeah. and I don't even notice it. I had a friend come over the other day and he was like, wow, this looks weird. And I'm like, what because yeah. you get used to it over like a period of a week i will never get used to it i think you will never tell you unconvert yeah <laughs> that that's not the way that movie was shot now my eyes are going at you know super that speed. is not the way the director made that movie. remember pan and scan yes that was some fucked up oh, shit. oh that was fucked up <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i heard nothing but bad uh things about the fifth wave when it came out and yeah. um i don't think it's very good i don't know how it uh, uh how ohio gets involved you know what though the first wave was badass yeah but by the time it got to the fifth wave yeah yeah yeah, you know. yeah i would imagine so yeah it's like rocky five right right versus right, right the first rocky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well maybe. that means the fourth wave was dope yeah yeah, yeah yeah they cured communism <laughs> yeah they did and patriotic as fuck yeah <laughs> uh the next one is accepted ask me about my wiener yeah man oh this is uh dude man and what's it called it's justin long um but uh, make but your own university it's justin That's long right. and then uh, jonah hill and his like uh, like a very early uh you know he played a fat guy role basically yeah. fat yeah. guy nerd role like that's what he was destined to be at one point uh but he broke out jonah hill did yeah uh accepted is about a guy who's tired of the uh admissions uh rules of colleges and he creates his own but it's a bullshit college all the way it's like trump university but with like (laughs) justin long creating it or whatever well and it's like make your own curriculum it's like the most laissez-faire like education possible yeah. like there's like i'm gonna learn how to skateboard boom we got a skateboard yeah. Yeah. and of course everything comes together and lewis black is the administrator yeah. and everything and uh, he's an irascible i think he's i don't even know what he is but he's like unemployed and he's just like fuck i'll do it yeah yeah who's the is blake lively in this yeah man. somebody young it, I don't, blake lively. I don't, is it blake lively mm-hmm. i thought it was uh what's her name that was amber uh, tamplin no <laughs> one of the other <laughs> traveling pants the girl that was in disturbia i thought that's who it was. oh um anyway yeah um it's i mean it's a de- it's a it's a decently funny yeah, movie i enjoyed it's, it it's i per- think it's funny it's preposterous but it's it's decently funny <laughs> yeah, yeah you can yeah. have a good time if you don't go in 
Well, you can have a good time. Yeah, I'm not going to put any more qualifications. And on like it, he has to. He they have to eventually. He has to try the like every one of these college movies. I mean, it's basically like a frat. One of those frat movies, like old school. Yeah, where they have to get some sort of like legitimization of sorts, and they need they need to get accredited. He has to give a big speech. Yeah, they need to get sort of accredited to become a legitimate university and everything, which is fucking like ridiculous. Yeah, but, man. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, this was Steve Pink that did this, uh, did Hot Top Time Machine, and he wrote Gross Point Blank yeah. and High Fidelity. Oh, yeah. If I could change, and you could change. Yeah. <laughs> we all could change. Bro, that's too. Could yeah. change. Uh, then there's Against the Ropes, which I think I remember Meg Ryan being in oh, that yeah. movie. Oh. And, uh, okay, she... I remember this movie a little bit. Yeah. But she was smoking hot in this movie. Yeah. When did this movie come out? Uh, 2004, it was 2004, and Omar Epps is in it. Wow. And, uh, she's like a, like a, a gambling agent or a she's sports a agent. She's a boxing promoter. Like yeah. Oh, she's uh, Don King. Yeah. 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 It's just a gender and race swapped Don King story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charles S. Dutton directed it. Oh, and wow. Is, and is in it um tony shalhoub's in it tim daly hey you got a little uh tony shalhoub's <laughs> connection yeah. yeah um but uh i i i feel like i've seen this i think you probably but have. i don't remember anything it's not it's not very memorable but uh <laughs> it's weird because right around this time when was in the cut was that oh three oh four it was oh two or oh three meg ryan went from being america's sweetheart to where I guess she was in her late thirties, early forties, or something mm-hmm. like that, where she started getting like sexy. Yeah, and God bless her because you know I, I was. Yeah, a, she was, was and, and 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 before people take that wrong, she was always the cute girl, the the you know. The, she was the girl next door. Yeah, girl next door. Yeah. I mean, she tried to dirty up that image and courage under fire and everything. But then she did. Whether you got or not, <laughs> whether or not you have, whether or not you feel like her performance is successful in Courage Under Fire yeah. is another thing, but. Uh, but then, yeah, I think I think like a lot of actors, they like, well, you know, I'm tired of being this one thing. And so she did in the cut, which was a really just completely. That's a fucked up movie. Man. Yeah, it is. And um, <laughs> but then, yeah, against the ropes, I think is just your typical Meg Ryan movie. Only she's. Yeah, she's like a bad, like a, the 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 daughter of like a, an old school badass promoter. Type yeah. Of thing. And, and she meets cute over email <laughs> with the son of another old school badass never mind yeah 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 yeah. uh then we have american splendor which um i haven't gotten through this entire list but this has got to be one of the top ohio movies i agree this this is cleveland as fuck by the way yes it is this is uh, i saw this once yeah i remember liking and respecting it but it was before i had had my paul giamatti awakening Mm -hmm. and was truly able to like appreciate his craft i need to go back to it it is an unusual narrative because it it does this biopic style kind of thing but it's more of a dramatization more than it is a a biopic mm-hmm. but it also includes the real people in it and the characters interact with the real people at times in in some like segments and everything but paul giamatti yet again in one of a one of a many performances you could point to and say he should have got nominated for that didn't get nominated yeah, because he's not himself. Like yeah. Paul Giamatti, even when he's playing in fucking private parts or like Donnie Brasco or something like that, or even Sideways, there's a little Paul Giamatti in him. You know, yeah. he's got the nasally voice. He's got that kind of thing. In this, he becomes Harvey Picard, yeah. who is a singular person. Yeah, absolutely. And he uh, 
he does these uh harvey p Carr was known for doing these comic books that were about his life and were very real mm-hmm. like like exactly what type of exactly what happened goes into the comic books mm-hmm. and everything and he got this cult following and uh who is it is it uh is it hope davis is mm-hmm. it, yeah hope davis is in it and plays his his wife or yeah. his girlfriend or his wife i can't remember what it was but uh yeah this is very very good and judah friedlander is yeah. amazing yeah. in it in fact he um he he sounds and acts exactly like that real dude yeah 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 and everything and there's i love his little little thing about uh it was like he's like i'm going into town to watch revenge of the nerds <laughs> 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 it, it gives it, it gives uh it's a, it's, i can't remember the whole thing but he's like it finally empowers nerds <laughs> <laughs> harvey Picar, man what's crazy about this is the relationship that he has with david letterman one of the crazy yeah. things there's many crazy things in this and probably the reason that you jeremy you weren't like super into it is because he's not a likable person at all right like he's the stuff he puts in the comic books is not like necessarily entertaining it's just real and it's interesting and it's from a certain perspective Mm. a very clear perspective and the people that letterman used to hang out with were just like the 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 island of misfit toys you know fucking howard stern before he was huge and fucking you know warren zevon and like these guys that he really respected were all these malcontents yeah and uh he himself was one and it's yeah. just really interesting yeah but american splendor is a great movie and i would highly recommend mm-hmm. watching that um annie oakley i've never seen it yeah i've heard of her um <laughs> something with a rifle yeah 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 this it's, was probably made in the 40s when was this uh, made? 1935 annie get your gun that's right barbara stanwick played um annie oakley and she was this sharpshooter that Showed a guy up and when he came to town and uh, joined Buffalo Bill's traveling review or whatever it was. Excellent. And uh, it's adorable. Okay. I saw it when I was a kid and I remember thinking, that's pretty cool that a girl can shoot that that well. Barrett's a nerd. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I identify as a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> um... Uh, then we have, I've never seen this. This was a TV movie, Babes in Toyland, which had Drew Barrymore, who was like 11 years old, and Keanu Reeves, yeah. who was about 20 at the time. Yeah, this was, uh, I remember seeing this not on TV when it aired or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but on video later on. Like, she's not really into, this is Drew Barrymore, like super young, what was it, 86? She was 11 years old. She was 11. Yeah, so relatively, I guess, not super young for Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she she doesn't like toys, and then she gets transported to this toy land and everything, and mm-hmm. it's it's nice. And, and they change her mind? Yeah. I mean, is she horrified at first? Yeah, she thinks everything is weird. But I'm saying, like, if you hated clowns, and you got sent to an island full of clowns, you'd be like, she didn't, wig she, out. She doesn't hate toys. She just doesn't play with toys. I like, see. I think she's, she's a tomboy She's like toy like agnostic? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> toy agnostic mm-hmm. and she becomes a believer in <laughs> yeah. toys she 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 neither can state fully whether <laughs> toys exist or if they don't or they do Arlene uh, um, brennan richard mulligan there's some good people in this pat marita mr marita. oh pat marita yeah uh then we have uh you know when i think of ohio i think of their sandy beaches um <laughs> back to the beach <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, did you ever see this? No. Did you ever see this? Uh, no. What is this? Okay, like? so Back to the Beach. I think this was also a TV movie. Maybe it was released theatrically. So this is Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. Oh, it's one of those movies. Oh, uh, so it's like 20 years later. Yeah, type they've of grown thing. up. They've got kids. They've got two kids. One of them is uh, Lori Loughlin, actually, from oh, Full House. Oh, really? And so their daughter, Lori Loughlin, is, is, wants to go, and uh, I think they're going to Hawaii or something like that, but they, they live in Ohio. And so the whole thing is they have to stop in California. I've seen this movie like probably 25 times or no so. No way. I swear to God. because You, you were a fucking liar. <laughs> no, seriously, because I, it's one of those VHSs that I had that was safe for everyone to watch, so I watched it a million uh, okay. times. And so, yeah, so I can embarrassingly quote this movie uh so they they stop in california they've been trying to get away from their 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 past of of partying and stuff like that beach parties and beach blanket bingo and stuff like that and they get sucked back into that that lifestyle and everything Mm -hmm. and uh yeah but they're from ohio yeah all right all right sounds like a blast and 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 is it lachlan or is it laughlin i always have said laughlin i think i've always said lachlan uh, but I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it. So. That was probably one of that's along with uh, Winnie Cooper. One of my first crushes was Lori Loughlin. Mm. And uh, who? What How? was her? What was her name on Full House? Uh, you probably know Becky. Hey, I Becky. didn't watch yeah. that. I didn't watch that shit. Yeah, I. <laughs> Is she I, on Fuller House? I, I think they're uh, all on that. Uh, yeah, except, except for the twins. Yeah, the Olsen twins. Uh, but uh, yeah, I did watch that shit. I don't know why I watched that shit, but I did. Did you watch Fuller House or just Full House? No, never watched Fuller House. Yeah, I watched Full House, too. I watched Full House. I watched all that Friday night stuff. It's, so Bob Saget is back on Fuller House? They're all back on there except for the twins. My wife is one of the reasons they keep making that show. That's interesting that she watches back. and says, wow, this is terrible. I'm going to watch another episode <laughs> because she's nostalgic for the first one. And it fulfills that. That's hilarious. Just the era we live in now. And that's all anything is. Did you know that fucking Disney's Dumbo, Aladdin and Lion King live action movies are all coming out this summer? Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They're wow, all coming they out are. within four months of each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like maybe we're oversaturating a bit. Like, can we hit? 800 million with each of these th- fucking things uh, that close together not to mention you got all the marvel shit in there i don't know man that's an interesting uh, question spread it out right give us one a year like a star wars film yeah. if you're gonna, i mean you've only got so many animated movies disney you're gonna you're gonna burn through <laughs> all of them by 2021 well, and have nothing to remake as we've said i think after these they'll start doing cartoon remakes oh, oh cartoon remakes of like they're like chitty chitty bang bang yes they'll start well not chitty chitty bang bang they'll do another lion king Oh, but with like uh, anime, it'll, you know, it'd be another twenty years or something, or dig, or they'll do three D, or they'll do computer animation. It'll be Simba into the Lion Verse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, you know what, you know, back in the the Matthew Brodericks and James Earl Joneses and Jonathan Taylor Thomases of the world, they they don't appeal to the today's kids. We need to put. Uh, you know, we need to get, uh, I don't know, who do we get to, to be to be Simba in that? Um, <laughs> Jacob Tremblay? Yeah, know. we get Jacob Tremblay to be that guy. <laughs> then we have, and we have Omar Epps as, uh, as uh, <laughs> um, then we have uh, Bye Bye Birdie, which I don't know if I've seen the movie. I know I... Have you seen the play? Uh, well, I was supposedly in that play in high school. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he was so drunk he can't remember. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. I was supposed to be, I was in that play, but 
uh, like it was some sort of last minute fucking thing and they were going to let me read off cue cards. <laughs> so, so I, cause I was playing some sort of announcer guy that was introducing segments and everything. And there was one point where the, the, the cards all blew, like flipped out of my hands and like, they were all out of order. Oh, and, no. uh, and so like, I had no idea what to fucking say. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Awesome. It didn't matter. Everybody laughed. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what it's about though. It's about like Elvis going off to uh, the military. It's, oh. it's a play on that. Okay. Um, literally it was a play. It was a musical about, um the the fervor around elvis going off to to the the military is elvis a character in this no it's 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 dick van dyke actually playing elvis an elvis type character and actually elvis was recruited to to be in this movie but he declined or colonel parker uh declined him because he didn't want to to get him too close to a parody of himself so Dick Van Dyke, well, uh, let's, let's see it. how that played out. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. right? <laughs> Elvis never became a parody. No, so. no. Dick Van Dyke, Janet Lee, Anne Margaret, Maureen Stapleton, Paul Lind, Ed Sullivan plays Ed. Sullivan. That's great a cast. hell of a cast. Yeah, great no, it's cast. a great movie. It's a great movie. Great songs. The the title track is fantastic. I, this is definitely worth a, a watch. Bye bye, Birdie. Well, bye bye, Birdie. It's so <laughs> nice to have you back where you belong. <laughs> exactly, how it goes. Uh, then there is Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. I've I heard that's good. I, uh, I, I watched this over the summer. Um, I liked it. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. So maybe it's just the, the relative to the other kids entertainment that I see. I love this movie. Yeah. I love the movie itself. They've come out with a, a, a TV show that I think is hilarious and subversive and stuff like mm. that. Um, it, it strikes a perfect balance. So this is Kevin Hart and Thomas Middleditch in the movie. Um, and Kevin Hart is not over the top like a typical Kevin Hart like uh, animated character. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he's you know hyped up and everything, but just like what an eight year old would be. Mm-hmm. They're super creative. They do comics. They have their fort and everything. They're playing pranks on the principal and stuff like that. They're turning him into a superhero. It's absurd. It's silly and it's glorious. It was my favorite kids movie. I think I saw last year. And Ed Helms plays Captain Underpants. Yeah. And, Tra-la-la! Uh, yeah. And uh, Nick Kroll plays Captain Poopy Pants. Oh, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Is he the villain? I guess uh, he'd have to be. Yes. This was 2017? It was yes, yes last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I watched it. It was all right. It was good. Yeah. I don't remember. Is it is it is it set in Ohio? Is it like mm-hmm. a Cleveland, Cincinnati? Something yeah, they've got Toledo? like a suburban uh, Ohio place. And if you have kids, this is a perfect movie to take your kids or to watch with your kids because- You'll probably be entertained, and they will too. Yeah. Um, then we have. Uh, I I'm interested to see if we have diverging opinions on this one. Draft day. I love it. Yeah, I hate it. I am right in the middle. Yeah. I am literally. I don't because think I can watch it totally, but I don't believe. Now any I don't of think it. any of the. Uh, I don't think any of the Jennifer Garner stuff works. Right. Right. Yeah. Honestly, the only shit that works is Kevin Coster making trades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And f- and fighting with the ref, right? <laughs> that's that's it. The rest of the all the his mom that, that shit doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but I still like it. I don't I've, know why. I've got to. I've got to think. Uh, I'm. I may have to watch this movie. You have to watch this movie without any sort of critical eye whatsoever because of the actual drafting of the drafting. Yeah. yeah like so. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, everything ends up okay in the end. <laughs> And um, how it gets to that point, they're like, 
at the end of the movie, they're like, wow, what a genius this guy is and all that. But it takes so many fucking things for it to go wrong. It does. For it to go right. It does. And, uh, and like by the end of it, I found it so ludicrous that I couldn't, I couldn't sign off on this movie. Um, cause he makes like, is it, is it three trades? Oh, God. one, two and three. He like, starts the day by trading away the number one pick. Right. Yes. And by the time the day is over, he's gotten everybody he ever wanted to draft and then a couple more people. Yeah, yeah. Like the best kicker in the league was a free agent. They get the running back that the coach wanted. Yes. Chadwick Boseman right. gets drafted. Um, and they get, they keep the quarterback that they wanted. And they get the draft picks back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because because like, he holds that guy over the fire. Yeah. Because that guy wants the quarterback and the quarterback keeps falling and it's, yeah, it's ludicrous. Yeah. But yeah. It's fun. Yeah, like if this were like the real NFL, it would have it. It would be typical Browns. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yes. exactly. You know the the fact that it's the Browns as the centerpiece of this movie is the most ludicrous. Oh, I yeah. Reitman made that movie. Oh, didn't I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. that. It's I, really I was looking well it up done. thinking it might have been Ron Shelton, um, since he makes so many sports yeah. movies with Costner. But it was Ivan Reitman directed yeah. it. It's not good. Yeah. But I really enjoy it. I do too. I enjoy watching it. Anytime it's on and I'll catch some some of it, like it's almost like a like a snapshot of Moneyball. Like yeah. a lot of phone calls it are made. It wants and to like be Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a dumb the person. Hallmark dumb movie way. version of yes. Moneyball. Yes. And that's why I like <laughs> yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 it, it, it works, I guess, on a sort of like, yeah, this uh, sort of surreal level where, you know, like everybody's stupid and and, yep. and and like uh and like you see the politics of everything that happens and if you watch the movie based on well some of this is based in some sort of reality even though this would never happen in real life uh you know it works that way yeah you know, i mean they have to embellish i guess to 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 make this interesting. it is literally I, about I, one i, I kind of wish it was a little smarter than that yeah though. a little bit i mean come on but yeah, I, I've heard. I've, this is the, one of those movies I've heard lots of people say they like. Yeah, and uh, I've heard a lot of people say they don't like. So it's one of those type of movies. Uh, then we have Euro Trip, which was, of course, uh, it is mostly Europe. But yes. this is one of my all-time guilty pleasure comedies. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, it is. It is absolutely just one of the fucking stupidest movies you'll see. <laughs> But there's so many things in it that just strike you funny, like the way anytime this guy gets a new mail message, he's got this thing that goes, mail, motherfucker. (laughs) 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 And and so he's like, so the guy is like, um, a sight unseen, he's having this like dialogue with this girl from Europe and and uh just like all of these movies like sex drive and all that road trip yeah there's uh there's the potential that that girl is not is misrepresenting herself uh and uh but they but he want he breaks up with his girlfriend and of course the girlfriend breaking up scene is all matt damon fucking and legendary a, legendary cameo <laughs> appearance started that long run of cameo <laughs> appearances but he was sitting he was uh shooting oceans 12 around the same uh area that they were shooting euro trip and he decided to come in and play this lead singer of a band <laughs> at a party <laughs> And he sings this song called Scotty Didn't Know because he's been fucking his girlfriend the whole time. Uh, uh, not only is it the 
I love this part so much. If you, you go to YouTube and just this is the whole movie right here. So not only is he humiliated by his girlfriend breaking up with him on graduation. Yes. She tells him, I've been cheating on you. Another humiliation. Yes. Then the fucking dude gets up there that she's cheating on. It's yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. It's all like tatted up and fucking like piercings yeah. all through him. Yeah. And he sings a song about yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. And his girlfriend gets up on the stage and starts making out with yeah. Matt fucking Damon. Yeah. yeah. The humiliation like keeps yeah. building. Yeah. It's glorious. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Kristen Kriuk or Kruk or whatever, that was the girlfriend. She was on Smallville. I don't know what ever happened to her. I don't know, man. Like nobody besides Michelle Trachtenberg in this movie was oh, recognizable there was a there's a dude that's in this uh he plays like the goofy asshole guy i saw him in something recently uh, and i didn't recognize him um was it jacob pitts yeah jacob pitts Pacific? uh jacob pitts is in um oh he's in the center he's uh jd um yeah, so uh, the 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 whole point of going on this Euro trip is to go find this girl that he's been corresponding with. They've just been friends up until now, but then now that he's broken up, he can go pursue her and everything. And they had this wild, crazy ass Euro trip. And uh, there's like a scene on a train with Fred Armisen mm-hmm. uh, that's really ridiculous. There's uh uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it turns out that girl is real and she's hot yes but doesn't he end up with michelle trachenberg anyway no oh that's his sister isn't it no that's jacob pitts no not uh, that's another dude it's another dude another dude sister and there's a scene he tackles her there's a nude beach there's a scene in the yeah there's a scene in a bar where they're drinking absinthe or whatever and like uh and he and the dude thinks he's making out with some like hot chick or whatever and it is it is a hot chick it's michelle trachenberg (laughs) but it's like it's like like, by the way (laughs) you were making out with your sister man um <laughs> this movie is funny man yeah, i'll watch it, it anytime is. it's on yeah um but uh yeah i, I, re- I really have a soft soft place for euro trip it's a it's a funny movie um then we have uh the faculty yeah Ooh. baby uh this has a long list of like people in it like oh my god everybody is isn't this robert rodriguez uh, yes, it yes. is. Didn't we rip on Robert Rodriguez the other day? And I never brought this movie we up once. Did. <laughs> this is his best movie. <laughs> it could be. It's not better than From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, it is. No, come on. This movie's fun. John Stewart steals it. <laughs> yeah, he steals is, it. Is yeah, we have Jordana Brewster. We have Clea Duvall. We have Josh Hartnett, Sean Hattesey, Salma Hayek, Famke Janssen. <laughs> Usher Raymond. Uh, Usher Raymond. Christopher McDonald's in it. B.B. Newworth. Robert Patrick. Uh, Elijah Wood. John Abrahams. Summer Phoenix. There's a yeah. ton of people in this. But yeah, uh, I don't think it was a big hit, though. But I think there were a lot of people who, in that era, watching movies, have put that on a pedestal of some sort. Yeah, I kind of did. Maybe I'm alone. I know Josh and I both really dug it, my buddy Josh, when it came out. And it kind of got filed for us where everybody else has kind of filed like scream mm-hmm. oh yeah it's kevin williamson too um in terms of like i find it super watchable mm-hmm. um i think the premise is goofy but embraced in just the right tone mm-hmm. it's a cartoon of a it's live action but it's a cartoon of a movie oh yeah um with just the right slow-mo rock music moments man i could totally i would i would go to bat for this movie I'd no i love it i think it. it's hilarious it uh it was released on christmas day 1998 well and, that was uh, a 
that was a marketing decision i bet they wish they could have back yeah uh i don't understand that uh it made 40 million but it didn't look like it had a worldwide release at all really mm. yeah just a domestic tally think on that box office mojo done all right um uh, but uh it's kind of like uh what a body snatchers type of movie yeah um yeah. uh where like uh your teacher could be an alien or you know and then of course there's the big huge like finale where there's a giant alien that they have to fight yes and she uh, she's in the locker room she's naked mm-hmm. she's a naked human then she becomes an alien yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then she's a naked alien yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she talks she's that blonde with hey, that southern accent they were yeah. they were big in that big on that in the 90s man naked alien chicks I'm species you, species and, yeah species spawned like did you know there's like four or five of those fucking things i did not know there were that many no they, they made two with the main stars mm-hmm. then they made a third one with somebody else but the other day i was flipping by and there was some like species the new batch or some shit on <laughs> species evolution I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna look it up but yeah. there's like extra species like there's a species apocalypse probably yeah. uh, <laughs> species days of future past <laughs> um <laughs> where they go back and they meet their old species yeah. okay so we got species in 95 species 2 in 98 species the awakening in 2007 species 3 before that in 2004 so there's been four of them mm-hmm. uh and then a movie called subspecies that i don't think is connected and <clears> natasha <throat> henstridge was in or hentridge or whatever was it is. in the first Man, two. ben the fucking first two, kingsley right? was in the first one <laughs> yeah as was uh and forrest whitaker was in there and the, you had uh the chick from csi oh marg helgenberger marg, marg helgenberger oh, that yeah. one. Um, um otto octavius and uh michael madsen otto octavius octavius uh, spencer alfred, alfred, alfred molina. Uh, molina yeah wow. uh forrest whitaker you already said him yeah forrest whitaker I said Octavia Spencer, I mean, thinking that you were explaining oh. you were saying you said who you're saying. And I was like, I, I don't the, remember her, but sure. I think the first species is pretty watchable. Oh yeah, it yeah, is definitely that, but also watchable. No, it is. It is. It's one of those type of movies, and and man, Forrest Whitaker says some of the most useless shit in this movie. Man, <laughs> there's a point where they go into this like crime scene where there's just like blood and just murder goo everywhere (laughs) and and like he comes in he's like an empath or something he goes he's like he's like something bad happening (laughs) 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 and and michael madsen goes yeah no shit and i it's one of those that yeah i almost wish them he didn't say that they just left it as something really profound Um, oh my god then we have uh, Fahrenheit 451. Um, I've read the book. I've seen the Francois Truffaut movie. I oh, haven't yeah? seen any of the other ones, though. Which one is this? Are they all Ohio? The 2018 one. The Michael one B. Just Jordan, Michael yes. Shannon one. That's yeah, totally skippable. Yeah. It's not good. Neither Such one of them. Such good material, man. Neither one of them. Look, I think they are two of the best actors working. Mm-hmm. I love this book. I was fucking geeked, but they just went in a very boring direction. How do you make this boring? It's, it's a hard, it's a hard book to make into a movie, though. Yeah, that may be the case. They just did neither one of them even gives a performance that I'm like, yeah, he really chewed it up. It's just brooding and monotone, hmm. and uh, I, I don't recommend. Hmm. Um, How but, was the Truffaut version? Uh, I remember liking it. I saw it maybe mm, eight to ten years ago. Hmm. Um, uh, but I remember liking it uh quite a bit. Um. I also I played a video game on the Commodore sixty four based on Fahrenheit four fifty one. Wow, uh, how does that work? Uh, it was a graphic text game. 
So it was like Zork, but had graphics. Um, and so, you know, you're doing your normal go north, go east, go, you know, all that type of thing. And your, your objective in this whole thing was to, you had to make sure that you changed your identity and you had to like, uh, talk to some people who were in the underground, who were with you, who don't want to burn books and oh, stuff wow. like that. And you had to do all that. And then by the end of it, you're supposed to, uh, meet your, your girlfriend, Clarice, uh and uh you're supposed to uh, and i got as far as that i got there's a, <laughs> you know, i got to clarice baby. well there's a, <laughs> a there's a there's a point where you're supposed to ask just the right questions and just the right order uh -huh. if you don't then the fahrenheit 451 guys come in and crash down the door mm. and the last time i played it that's what happened and then i was it's it's one of those that you know you had to go through a whole bunch of fucking shit to get back to that one spot <laughs> You know, it didn't matter where you had saved it because hmm. it, it, it would, it would take you all the way back outside of where you met her and oh, like somewhere damn, else. And there was like cruel. already a million other steps. <laughs> so it was one of those, I'll get to that when I get to it and whatever. But, uh, Fahrenheit 451, good book. Uh, I don't know if a truly successful movie has been made of it, but I did like the Francois Truffaut version. All right. Um, then we have, uh, uh freddy versus jason yeah it's a weird it's a in alphanumeric this comes first but the whole nightmare on elm street is set in ohio okay. so nightmare on elm street we'll start with that yeah uh i've seen the first one mm -hmm. and i have seen the new nightmare i haven't seen any of the ones in between you haven't seen did you no. see the remake and i saw the remake okay and i saw this but I did not see two, three, four, five. Freddy's Dead. All right, I didn't see any of those. Which one has Johnny Depp? Uh, the, the first, first one. one. That's the one, only one I've ever seen. I mean, it's hard to watch these now. I guess. I mean, I kind of enjoyed like when we did Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Mm -hmm. I kind of enjoyed watching that again. Like, yeah, it was. You understood what it was instead of like, oh, I'm going to be really scared and that kind of thing. I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street one fairly recently. And that was watchable. Uh, I've seen the second and the third one in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. I don't remember much about it. I know the third one, I think, is Dream Warriors. Yeah, and Dream that's Wars. the, the Dokken, uh soundtrack yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, Dream Warriors was, it was interesting because I think they, they were trying to turn the tables on Freddy and everything. And it's an interesting concept, but I don't think it's ever been like perfectly executed. Yeah, the first one was, uh, I think it's got a famous sort of like uh, the producers came in and changed the ending that Wes Craven wanted to do. Mm. Um, Wes Craven wanted it to stay, I can't remember what he wanted. He didn't want that fucking ending that was at the end of Nightmare oh, yeah. on Elm Street where it's like, oh, we won, but oh, we're still in the dream. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't want that one, um, but that's what the producers ended up ended up getting uh and then the new nightmare actually that was the first nightmare on elm street i ever saw was mm. new nightmare and it got heather langenkamp back and everything i actually liked that one it may be a shitty movie for all i know but i saw it when it first came out they're all shitty movies now i will tell you that the remake is the shittiest i think i've seen oh, it's 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 one of the worst movies you'll see it's awful now i actually i'm not going to defend freddy versus jason but i think freddy versus jason is one of the most entertaining of the series oh because yeah? it's clearly trying to have fun with it mm. um and and playing off of both freddy and jason and their stereotype and the you know the the silliness that goes into it 
So I think that's the most self-aware. The, the remake was not self-aware at the all. The remake has Rooney Mara in it. I know. I know. It's got... <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley plays uh, Yeah, Freddy Jackie Kruger. Earl Haley, you'd think, would be you know a competent replacement for uh, Robert England, but... And it also yeah, has awful. that Thomas Decker kid who... Uh, What's that movie that uh, we saw recently that had that, um, uh, that uh, Greg Araki movie? I'm bringing this up because I know Jeremy knows this kid, and I can't wait to spring it on him. Well, Thomas Decker was on that uh, Terminator TV show. He was. That's another big thing that he was on. Uh, but the the one that you won't you like, I, I I went on a deep dive on this guy because I was like, I've seen this guy before, and it was and it was I I'd definitely seen him on that. Uh, but uh, he was the kid that uh the uh, little guy stood in for on seinfeld oh my and god he was the kid <laughs> oh my god and it was kaboom that we just kaboom saw. Yes. yeah your yeah, damn yeah. kid won't st- stop growing <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah uh just that movie is just awful and uh god 5.2 on imdb that's too high that's way too high that movie is total shit yeah uh freddy versus jason i don't remember too much about actually i know that they had been trying to do it forever and they had been they it was way back when jason goes to hell came out Mm -hmm. they had freddy krueger's claws coming in and dragging him down into hell at the end of that movie and so it was from 93 to what 2010 or no it was wasn't that 2004 2004 they uh they they waited to come out with this and the reason what 2003 Hmm. the reason why it took so long for that movie to come out i feel like is not only just a rights thing but uh like uh the 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 idea that this silent killer and this wise cracking only gets you in the dreams type of killer they're completely fucking different yeah yeah I mean, it, it makes more sense for Jason and Michael Myers to face off against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you had to get your two main flagship horror characters in, in, in at once. It just doesn't make any sense. No, I know. And that's, that's why I thought Freddy versus Jason was kind of entertaining because they found a way for Jason to get all like hopped up to in, get into the dream world. Mm-hmm. And Freddy's like, now you're in my house and that kind of thing <laughs> yeah, and yeah. beats his fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. It's not a good movie, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> uh then uh one of leonard malton's favorite movies a goofy movie Ooh, he does like that movie yeah, yeah. i uh i've seen it i will not besmirch it oh it's adorable yeah it's okay yeah. i never thought goofy was a, I'm a, i will not besmirch it yeah uh, i'm not it, a big goofy fan it's but, one no. of the it's a it's a movie that is so short that it that it barely makes feature length uh like the laws for feature length uh it's an hour and 18 minutes yikes um but i remember this coming out i saw it i don't remember anything about it did you see it in the theater i did i was working in a theater that had it oh uh, cool yeah no it's fun it's like a little road trip where they start in in ohio i guess is where uh goofy has grown up and he's got he's got like a high school age son he's got a teenager yeah. yeah and uh they go off and get into shenanigans and yeah, you know, I mean, what is it about road trip movies? For for whatever reason, like I'm drawn to them, unless it's something like Tammy or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There is something fun about road trip movies. Yes. yes. Uh, then we have Guarding Tess, which is <laughs> you remember that one? I do. Oh, wow. I don't know if I saw it though. It's uh, Nicholas Cage is a Secret Service agent, and yeah. uh, he's uh, guarding Shirley MacLaine yes uh former first lady mm-hmm. yes yeah i remember i've seen it i've seen it in the last 10 years mm-hmm. and it was forgettable yeah i mean it's 
It's interesting because Nicolas Cage then, this was like 93, I guess, or something like that. 94. 94. So he, I guess, hadn't gotten to Nicolas Cage type of uh, level. He was in a, I don't know. He was in a kind of a, uh, he was definitely famous. No, oh, no, no. I'm no, talking I'm, about his, his, his mystique, I guess. Like he was in Honeymoon in Vegas. And yeah. All I, 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 he, he didn't get that sort of that legendary cult um you know punchline status until like the 2000s i don't right think. uh even though he had done a lot of crazy shit nicholas cage crazy shit before then it didn't become a thing a meme or whatever until like way yeah, later just go watch vampires kiss he's been doing this his whole <laughs> yes career. he really so he's has. definitely dialed back in this one this is studio nick cage yep Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's all like, you know, buttoned up and and, you know, uh, getting annoyed by. It's just a variation on the odd couple. Yeah. Right. You know, two personalities that clash and their anger at each other makes us laugh. Yeah. It's driving Miss Daisy. With it's bad Secret Santa Service. with Secret Service agents. So, yeah. He, he had done a lot. Of, he's been like Amos and Andrew mm-hmm. and he did. Uh, uh, it could happen to you. Oh, and yeah. All that. that was kind of Nicholas Cage had some very dialed down moments there for mm-hmm. a while. Um, it could happen to you. By the way, based on a true story mm-hmm. about a dude that leaves a tip of a lottery ticket that turns out to be a winner, and they make a movie out of this, and they land on the title with all of that to choose from. Yeah, they land on the title of "It Could Happen to You." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just not. He's not just that into. He's just not that into you. Right. Like, how many lottery-based pun titles could, did you skip over to? Oh, yeah, they, they didn't try. Marketing fail. I know, right? Then we have uh, Heather's. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, baby. Heather's. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's has uh, definitely got, uh, will vie for one of the best Ohio movies here. Um, they, they just don't make movies like this. Mm-mm. Well, they, I don't think they can anymore. They they can't because the idea, and, and Heather's is not about a school shooting right. or anything like that. But it has one in it, and it was such a fucking far-fetched kind of idea back mm-hmm. in 1988. So now it's too real, yeah. the stuff that happens in Heathers. Um, but, it, you know, the era before then where we weren't worried about safety in our high schools and everything, uh, this... Uh, this is just a just a i mean it's such an entertaining like oh yeah it's black as comedy yes, can get it man. is have you either of you seen the new show there's a no. new heather show had some great promos running i think it might be on the paramount network interesting the promos i saw running were a vacuum you could hear a vacuum and you could see a hand as though somebody had passed out on a couch the <laughs> hand draping down to the floor and there's pills everywhere and somebody's vacuuming up the pills just <laughs> bashing into the hand as though they don't care about the dead person's feelings so i think they can do dark murder in high school but not maybe not in the school yeah. and like the way they go because there's also that movie thoroughbreds that came out a year or two ago with anna, anya taylor joy oh yeah where she and her buddy agree to both off some it was almost strangers in a train like ah. right they agree to off somebody in their family so I think they're still going for some of that, but the, they do, they do probably have to tone it down a great deal. Yeah, you can't do it like Heather's did it, where like Christian Slater's setting bombs in the right, school. Right, right. No, like no, that. no. Uh, but yeah, but the the content itself is just it's like drop dead gorgeous. You remember when we were talking oh, yeah. about that? Like just you know, of course this is absurd, and you it declares itself fairly early on mm-hmm. when the first Heather is killed. Um, you know that that it's got its tongue firmly in its cheek. Yeah, they're co- going around co- killing the cool, the cool yep. kids and everything. Uh, Winona Ryder, this is back. They like Winona Ryder is actually 
uh playing the age that like age appropriate for this yeah. like it's it's hard to believe like oh, most of the time these kids who are in high school are always like 25 right. or whatever but Winona Ryder I think was 17 when yeah. she did this movie um this is right around uh, Beetlejuice right like right around yeah. Beetlejuice yeah uh and I think Shannon Doherty is also Shannon Doherty's 17 in this too yeah she's great Christian um, Slater's great this is maybe Christian Slater's one of my favorite performances of his yeah Besides mine, it's not a list I'm inclined to spend that much time on. (laughs) Interview with a vampire is mine. Um, Cuffs, hard rain. (laughs) This is a a funny thing. Bowfinger, this is a complete aside. Bowfinger was on the other day. That movie is way fucking funnier than we've ever given it credit for. Oh, yeah, it is. There's a, but there's a part in there where, uh, we're like so the whole movie is them shooting the eddie murphy character like unawares during this whole thing <laughs> and then so like there's a point at the end where steve martin and his film company or everything are getting that they're getting that deal to go to tokyo or whatever but he's like he's like but he's like we started this whole new thing did you know that tom cruise didn't even know he was in that vampire movie until two years later <laughs> <laughs> fucking great and uh oh my god heather graham is playing this actress who's like fucking her way into like a better a better role or whatever and like she's like fucking steve martin for a little bit and then then like uh eddie murphy's brother is like he's like he's like i just had intercourse with that girl right there and steve martin's like you just yeah i he just told me that you had sex with him and she's like so I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I anyway, love I love me some Heather's. Heather's mm-hmm. is a great movie, um, and um, I would recommend that one highly yeah, as, well. as well. Yes. yes. Uh, now, it, like we said, this could not play today, so it is. I guess comes with a trigger warning. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. If, oh sure, yeah. I don't know if that's uh, that's uh, possible with this type of movie, but yeah, maybe it does. No, and again, I mean, you've got to it, it. You immerse yourself in this world fairly immediately, and and you realize how absurd it's taking it. You know, because there, I don't remember many comedies like this before I saw this. If that makes sense, I don't remember seeing many comedies like this before yeah. I saw this. Well, and uh, the guy who wrote this, uh, his brother ended up directing Mean Girls, uh, oh, wow. which has some similarities yeah, yeah. as well. And then there was another movie in the '90s called Jawbreaker that yep. came out. That I love Jawbreaker. Thing. Yeah. Rose McGowan. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we have House Arrest. <laughs> this movie's terrible. Did I ever see this? Oh, <laughs> it was in '96. Um, it has Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Pollak in it. That's right. I never saw it. I don't think I ever saw this. It's one. No, of those... I did see this. I know I saw this. Now that they're, now that, now that I remember, yes. Okay, it's pretty this terrible. This movie is terrible. Yes. <laughs> Because the kids end up like locking their parents in a basement yes. and they go off and have their like, you know, <laughs> adventures and shit mm-hmm. without the parents. Yes. And the parents are under house arrest. Yes. And, and yes. they and so both sides realize what assholes they've been. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> yeah, it God. really is. Uh, then we have I've never seen this. Howard the Duck. What? You've never seen it? Never seen it. Wow. Even I've seen this. You're not missing anything. The reason I hated Howard Duck, Howard the Duck showing up in Guardians, like little cameos, is because mm-hmm. this movie is so fucking terrible. Like, this movie ruined Howard the Duck for me. I don't care if he's ruined? got good 
comic origins, uh-huh. right? Because they're apparently people that enjoyed the comic. Mm-hmm. He's in the comics. Marvel acquired them. That's why they can put him in Guardian of the Galaxy. Enough people enjoyed that, right? Not one of those. I'm not one of those. The were, movie were you is a so fan bad. Before? No, but okay. I was a fan of like the creators of the film right. and expected this to be entertaining. <laughs> this was not entertaining. Wasn't George Lucas involved with this? Lucas is involved. Yeah, in he's this? a producer. Anyway, yeah, Leah Thompson. There was a yeah, Leah Thompson, Jeffrey Jones, uh, Tim Robbins is in this too. There yeah. was a there was an odd time there where Lucas wasn't doing anything except putting his name on certain movies. Like mm-hmm. he had he did that and he did Radioland Murders. Oh, I remember, you remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that had Brian Benben in it. <laughs> Brian Benben. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh. This is pretty terrible. I mean, it's it's developed a cult following. When I was years. a kid, I heard a lot of other pe- kids my age talk about this movie. But I was it never positively. Uh, yes, really. Yeah, I think I think kids uh, back in the day were liking this. Well, um, it's absurd. I mean, it, he's an anthropomorphic duck that that is kind of profane and kicks ass and uses martial arts and shit. Like of course, that. he does. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but yeah, and I didn't even know that was supposed to be Howard the Duck at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Like, uh, like, cause I, I, I've seen frames. I mean, I'd seen frames of Howard the Duck before, and that was not anything like that one right. that was in the movie. So right. at the end, I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know what? Maybe for posterity, I'll have to watch that movie, even though it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's been since you know around that time that it came out that i've seen i mean it's one of the most notoriously bad movies for a reason that's true yeah that's true all right yeah uh then we have uh into deep uh another you know what ll cool j was in two movies in 99 one was called into deep and another one was called deep blue sea (laughs) so he was very deep back in 1999 deepest bluest deepest bluest my hat is like a shark fin fin. um i saw into deep um yeah i don't remember too much about it actually um uh, I think that I remember a sex scene and like some people like crashing in to this, to this guy's apartment. And the guy was like, Hey man, what are you doing? I'm trying to get my eat on in here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my eat on. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Omar Epps is in this Nia long Stanley Tucci, the Tucci. Um, but yeah, it's one of those uh, undercover movies mm. where someone goes someone's in too, in too deep. In too deep. Yes, you know how that goes. Just uh, like some forty-one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Genesis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Then we have Little Giants. Yeah, you remember this one? Yeah, uh, Pee Wee football team. Or yeah, is it- Rick Moranis and uh, and Ed, Ed O'Neill. O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I actually saw this movie though. Married with Pee Wee football players. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, they're brothers, I think. Or and honey, I shrunk the football team. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Little you giants. choose. They That's used right. To be giant. Uh, only thing I remember about this was that I was an usher that had to go in and clean this auditorium once walked into this empty auditorium and i was like oh you gotta be fucking kidding me it was so much like trash everything and then i heard this little laugh (laughs) (laughs) and it was a a kid and his father were like in the second or third row of this dirty ass auditorium and i was like uh sorry i usually reserve that for an empty auditorium (laughs) 
<laughs> and the guy did not care one bit. <laughs> Awesome. So yay! Uh, <laughs> I didn't get fired that day. But uh, what did uh, what did you think of Little Giants? Oh, it's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, even in the worst movies that Rick Moranis is in, which is like Honey, I Blew Up the Kid and all that stuff, he's engaging enough to where I'm I'm kind of on board with it. Mm-hmm. And Ed O'Neill is playing off of his definitely his married with children character, so it's uh, fine. Uh, no pig. Um, <laughs> There's uh then there's Little Man Tate. That's uh no that Jodie Foster directed. This might have been her debut. Mm-hmm. It was. I don't think I ever saw it though. Oh really? Yeah. I like this movie. I think it's 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 adorable. Little boy good at smarts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> By that. the way, you know who was in Little Giants as one of the football players? Who? Devin Sawa. Oh, really? Really? I actually thought to myself, you know what? Somebody somebody famous had to have played one of those little football oh, players. Oh, for sure. So I and Googled it, and sure enough, Devin Silent's name's right there. There you go. Uh, so what is what is Little Man Tate about? It's, it's literally, it's literally what, what, good, what he's good at smarts. Yeah. Good at yeah. smarts? Yeah, he's like this child prodigy and everything, and uh, Jodie Foster plays his mom, I think, and or his guardian, and I remember he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You had me very confused for a second. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that would be so wrong. But yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, he's just uh, like a super genius. It's almost like a uh, Goodwill Hunting without the obstacles, <laughs> or or the, without the beat. A gender swap gifted made twenty four years before yeah, gifted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. like gifted? By the way, Didn't I love gifted. It? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was great. I don't know if Little Man Tate has any like custody battle stuff oh, or like dead parents I stuff. So. I saw I saw about thirty minutes of that movie. I want to see the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. That little girl's pretty charming. Yeah, she yeah. is. Um, then we have Major League One and Two. There you go, baby. Uh, Major League is one of those. It's it's a it's a classic comedy. Of course, if you if you're a sports aficionado, you wonder how the fuck this team wins any games. Um, yeah, it's one of those like bad news bears where all they have to do is get that one guy, mm-hmm. that one guy, and then they're good. Uh, but like, there's a there's a a guy in this. I saw him in Hoosiers. He p- plays a pitcher who must be like fifty years old. And, <laughs> yes, and um, and uh, and they have like, and, and so they get the one guy, which is Charlie Sheen, who is a guy from a uh, is from a state penitentiary, and he's a relief. He's pitcher. a relief relief pitcher. <laughs> And because they've got him, they just go to the fucking like a wall with the, like this team that's got uh, Wesley Snipes who can barely hit, but he can steal bases. Yeah. Uh, Tom Berenger, who's like a fifty-year-old catcher. Um, Corbin Burnson, who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, they have Dennis Haysbert playing Serrano, who's yeah. this guy who can't hit except occasionally hits a home run. He's one of those Dave Kingman type guys. <laughs> Didn't he? He wants to sacrifice a chicken so yeah. they can bring in a bunch of fried chicken. Yeah, they bring in like a KFC or whatever. <laughs> and, and and then like Hats all the other characters are sort of just like yada yada. Like, yeah, they kind of help. It's like the natural. The natural does that too. Yeah, yeah. And Roy Hobbs comes in. He's awesome. But the rest of the team around him sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's crazy how bad this team is. And this is, of course, Bob Euchre. And Bob Euchre, okay, so he was always an announcer, right? Yeah. And well, this, he, was a, he was a player first, and then he well, became I, an announcer. Yeah, yeah, but but he never got into like 
Hollywood stuff besides this kind of role. Yeah, other right? than other than the uh, those uh, beer commercials, where it's like it's like looks like I'm going to be sitting in the front row. Was right, like a right. uh, big thing. Uh, he is a Brewers announcer. Yeah, but they hired him to be you know in this the Indians announcer, and they even when the Indians went to the World Series against the Cubs a few years ago, they asked him if he would do, and he said he declined. Yeah, um, it's so great though. He's but got Bob the Uecker iconic Uecker essentially steals this movie. Oh yeah, man. I mean, because he doesn't a, give a fuck. He's yeah. like pouring whiskey yeah. up there, and, and, <laughs> and you like, know this happens yeah. all the fucking time. Absolutely. He's like he says. It looks like we got what is it one hit that's all we got was one goddamn hit and then his, his, his like color guys like you can't say goddamn on the air ah who cares nobody's listening anyway. yeah, exactly <laughs> it's so iconic that even my kid knows uh just a bit outside he yeah, tried the corner yeah. And yeah um but yeah it, it uh, so yeah this is one of those where the team is going to get moved if they don't win the pennant just like the natural was a uh, four years ago uh they're gonna get moved there's a there's a horrible evil owner who uh is uh hey it was progressive though it was a female owner that's right but she was very like evil sunday yeah she's exactly she's very very evil though <laughs> and uh she's trying to ensure that the team loses enough that they they can move them or whatever but it's one of those producers things right we're like they we got the wrong pitcher we got the wrong uh, hitters where did we go right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh type of things and it's funny it's a it's a really funny comedy yeah um uh major league two is not very good i don't remember Doesn't Wesley Snipes once. get replaced by somebody else it might be omar Epps. i think it's omar Epps. i think it's omar Epps. i think it's omar Epps. that's funny that you referenced him earlier yeah i thought i'm pretty sure that was like a big i never even saw these movies to this day i've never seen them but growing up i wasn't allowed to watch them it's omar but Epps. i remember the second one coming out and i'm like that's not wesley snipes <laughs> you yeah. fucking pulled the switcheroo there was a there was a this was one of those where in the ad for major league they had this great line where it was like they're at a bar and i think behringer uh tells charlie sheen that ball wouldn't have been out in a lot of parks and charlie sheen's like name one and uh the he's like yellowstone (laughs) and uh uh, it wasn't in the movie oh yeah and then in major league two they 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 made up for it and renee russo says it wow they put it back in yeah um i can't even remember what two what the what two was supposed to be about i can't I even know. remember because it's the same thing they're shitty again yep and I'm, I'm sure they had the same groundskeeper saying they're shitty again <laughs> and all that in it and everything um but they're shitty again and then uh, of course something happens where they end up winning again yeah and then major league three is back to the minors oh have you seen that i have, have you <laughs> yeah. in that one they replace omar reps with a white guy yeah well <laughs> yeah it's probably steve's off <laughs> you just picked the whitest person on i did <laughs> you did you i did. did i remember major league three having scott bacula as the coach oh wow there you go. um but uh yeah it was uh yeah that was a god who was the coach in 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 major league james gammon oh my god that guy personified gruff someone get that guy a uniform (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like uh, there's a point where Corbin Burnson comes up to him and says, it says here that I don't have to do any unnecessary calisthenics at all while I'm, while I'm a member of this team. And James Gammon like throws the contract on the ground and starts pissing on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's but, great. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, Major League's sure. good. Uh, then uh, The Man Who Came to Dinner. Yeah. Remember this one? I don't. Uh, it's an old film. I guess we're uh, not, I remember this. Guess we're not guessing anymore. Who's coming to dinner? It's a, it's a man this <laughs> it's time. A man, a man who, who felt at dinner? Yeah. No, I actually. Yes. This was a, a play actually in my high school that. Oh uh, really? That I wasn't I in, but I was never heard of this. working on. And uh, 1942. It's Satan, um, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. Satan's the man. No, it's a dude dinner. that it's a dude that like is essentially a con man. Like he slips outside of some some fancy house and everything and he fakes injuries to where they take care of him they take him in and stuff like that and then he starts manipulating stuff and everything uh he does something betty davis is in this in the movie which i've only seen once and uh somehow manipulates her into falling in love with another dude and everything and it's he's having a blast the whole time and they eventually find out his ruse and everything it's mm-hmm. it's it's delightful it's delightful as a play which is where i first saw it and then it's delightful as a movie hmm. uh, the betty davis i hear she had eyes yeah she did she did she doesn't anymore <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> Um, By the way, in this one, Betty Davis, <laughs> as, as was the style of the time, nineteen forty-two. Um, they had to do it like you know, real. They had to still be able to like um, you know, skirt the code in thank, a way. Thank God we don't film any of this shit. They put watermelons in front of them. <laughs> Like Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit flew back in nineteen forty-two. Let me tell you. Uh, then there's milk money. I think I saw this shit. Yeah. Um, this is Ed O'Neill again, I think. Oh, uh, and, uh, well, Melanie it has Griffith. Ed Harris in it. Oh, is it Ed Harris? Yeah. I'm sorry. And, sorry. uh, yeah, Ed- Melanie Griffith. Um, she's a hooker. Ed O'Harris. Yeah, she is a hooker. Ed O'Harris. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's like kids, uh, find a prostitute who, of course, Melanie Griffith is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they befriend her or something. I think they start telling people she's their mom, maybe? No, oh, because they get into trouble. They go out because I think she they can pay her to show for her to show them her boobs. And uh they get caught and they say no, she's our tutor or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. And I then saw it she once. befriends or she and Ed Harris get I remember thinking it was okay. The bump and uglies. <clears throat> oh. I mean eventually. I don't I don't think they show them bump and uglies, but those oh, are my God. uglies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but uh, yeah, that's another one of those movies. I, I was definitely working in a movie theater that had this movie, and I saw it. I couldn't tell you. Had a about very it. arresting uh, poster, and it was one of those those that that you'd see at Blockbuster, like a, a cover all the time. You remember this cover? Mm-hmm. It's like pure white. It's got her on the left, and then them like hanging down, yep. like looking at her. Yep. Yeah, she's uh, pretty. Yeah, she is pretty. Um, then we have Rain Man. Rain Man. Um, mm. so yeah, this is where Raymond is mm-hmm. when uh, Tom Cruise comes to get him and everything. And then they had this is another road movie, essentially. It is. You know what's weird is that I forget how this movie starts until I, I actually looked it up recently. Like, uh, so their parents die, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tom Cruise comes out from wherever he is, West Coast or something like that. Yeah. And to get their assets like they've got collectible cars or something like that and he's like oh fantastic i'm gonna get all the rich shit mm-hmm. but they bequeathed it to raymond yeah and so that's the reason that he's got to get him back and sign all these these papers and everything so like not only is he an asshole i remember him being an asshole yes he is but he's got like the assholiest motivation 
ever. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally taking advantage of this dude. He comes around by the end. Well, of course, yeah. Otherwise, but, it wouldn't be well, a, a feel good move. That's yeah. the uh, the subject because of Rain Man knows, Raymond knows how to do blackjack. And yeah, count yeah, cards. absolutely. That was that uh, thing in uh, the uh, was the book Hit and Run where they were talking about how um, it was either it was either Peter Goober or uh, one of those the, the the Goober Peters guys who ran uh, Sony wanted to have Raymond uh get into the dodgers game and pitch the ninth inning that's right that's they right. wanted to have him do that because <laughs> oh, there was a meeting with this is when like spielberg was attached to it and all sorts of stuff they went to this guy's house and they said i got an idea for the end of this movie raymond goes into the dodgers game and he pitches the ninth inning and they win the game <laughs> jesus christ but uh rain man's good and it's uh it's one of those uh it's um uh dustin hoffman gets a lot of the the credit for that movie because he's so good in it did he win uh he did he won the oscar for this um uh but tom cruise who wasn't nominated i think over the years people have started giving him a lot more credit for his performance in this because it's hard to kind of play that like that's you know to let the other guy basically just steal the movie from you especially at the time this was tom cruise at his height yep and um but he lets dustin hoffman sort of just run with this movie and Mm -hmm. everything and he's very good uh playing sort of straight man or whatever to that whole thing and um and yeah uh it's a it's a good movie i remember not liking it when i first saw it but Mm. i was too young i think to 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 watch it i was too when i first saw this and then later on you know it's 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 really good um and uh valeria galino was in she's not hard to look at she's not (laughs) um then we have ready player one oh probably the most famous of ohio movies in the last five years or so it's so weird that they set that in columbus i don't know if ernest klein has some sort of connection to columbus but, i don't know um yeah boy we've talked about this movie before but i really like the book didn't like the movie yeah, at all yeah the some of the worst parts of the book end up being exacerbated in the movie yeah, it's exactly the wrong way yeah um I, I and i know a lot of people don't have a problem with a primary villain like ben mendelson is is in this movie i feel like i've said this before i think that the the whole excitement of a movie like ready player one is the conflict is they have to find the shit and try and try to mm-hmm. beat each other at at finding all the shit and when you put in a primary villain who's out to do this stuff and cheat and all this other thing, it really robs the fun out of it. Now, yes, it is a story. It, it is something that you can do story-wise. That's a decision you can make, mm-hmm. and it makes total sense, but I don't like it. I hate the fact that there is a primary villain in this. I agree. And poor Ben Mendelsohn. Well, I mean, not poor. He's obviously making Oh, he's doing fist, very well. But, uh, yes. Playing the same character over and over again, but... I mean, he's got to have some sort of dramatic role to break out of this. Sub-question, is this the worst Steven Spielberg movie? Oh, probably not. What is the worst Steven Spielberg movie? Horse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) War horses up there. (laughs) Horse. (laughs) Horses, 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 horses. It's, uh... See, I think Amistad is better than this. I wouldn't put Amistad there. I, I... i would i would definitely probably put now i haven't seen always and forever but i know that you guys like that movie um, always yeah there's always and no always. he hasn't seen it. it in forever 
Oh, oh, in forever. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying always and forever. No, I, I haven't. You always forever. I haven't seen always and forever, but you guys loved it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not as low as I, I think it would. 1941 would get into that conversation. Man, I only saw that one once, too. Uh, is that is that really awful? Terminal? Yeah. I mean, it's not. I think I would put the terminal above Ready Player One. I haven't seen Ready Player One, so I really shouldn't even be in this conversation. <laughs> but Horse is worse than that. Yeah, uh, I would. I would definitely put War Horse in 1941 in that uh, underneath Ready Player One. But this is down there. It's down there. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a movie that's so crazily made. Mm-hmm. Didn't he make Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? He did. Oh, that would definitely be there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. My least favorite that I've seen. I that guess. would definitely be yeah. be below that. Yeah. But Ready Player One doesn't even play like a Spielberg movie. No, it doesn't. It, I mean, there's technical. It's like he's not even in control see. of this movie. Yeah. Um. It and it, and it's weird too because I remember like because he likes to he does this prolific stuff where he makes like two movies or three movies in this short period of time. I, w- I remember when the first trailers for Ready Player One were coming out, and I was like, okay, that's his next movie, and it's coming out in March for some reason. That's weird. But then, like, the, the talk about The Post was coming out, and I was like, oh, that must be, like, next year. Like, no, it's coming out in December. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was like, did he even have time to do Ready Player One? Well, yeah, and you can make an argument that neither were up to the standard that he's normally at. Yeah. Um, this one much more so than The Post. Yeah, that's one that, I like, they, they did a lot of creative liberties with the book, too, and the creative liberties make a lot of things not make sense. Like that's that is a fun thing if i read more books i'd love to do a whole podcast about how little changes from the original material change the motivations and reasons why things happen Mm -hmm. in the movie that was one thing about avengers infinity war was that none of that half the death shit makes any sense because thanos in the comic books was just trying to impress death right and and there's nothing like that in the movie so to take out impressing death and then just do it anyway his motivations don't make any sense anymore right Mm -hmm. uh so like a lot of times people forget about these little things and like in that ready player one man there's so many of those fucking things yeah there's no obsessiveness there's no it's just yeah it's just surface level bullshit and and you know no obsessiveness and everything is just solved with Mm -hmm. no thinking whatsoever really and uh stuff that's there's stuff that's in there that's solved and you don't know how it got like you don't know how they got to that point and yeah it just takes you out completely yeah uh then there is the rocker uh this is the rain wilson mm-hmm. drummer movie where he uh he's a naked drummer and he gets on youtube yeah, yeah. and uh the band becomes a big thing because of of that and everything and there's a scene with uh jason sudeikis coming up to the coming up to their house and saying food food what is that's the sound of that truck backing up on it backing up with all the money it's gonna give you after this video pal you like Um, this movie i do i watched it uh last year on a lark Mm -hmm. and uh really really like enjoyed it yeah it's like john ham's in this too right like all of his ex-bandmates are famous people yeah yeah there's a there's a i think bradley cooper bradley cooper's definitely one of them um and uh and fred armison Armison. Uh, i think it's funny i think it also got overshadowed by uh walk hard not because they're the same kind of movie but 
because they're the same kind of movie. Yeah. 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 If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. This is a little more based in reality, though. A little right? more, yeah. but still pretty over the top mm. because that band shows up at the very end. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Will Arnett's in there, oh, too. Oh, Will Arnett. God, there's like uh, squeeze John Hammond there. there. But like, yeah, they're, they're, they're all speaking, they're all speaking like in this British accent yeah. <laughs> and everything. <laughs> and they start arguing is like, you know, we did that before we became British. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you had Josh Gad in here and Emma Stone and yeah. Christina Applegate. It's a, it's a, it's one of those movies. It's not a complete success, but man, it's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, then we have Scream 2. Yeah. The college is in Ohio. The huh? college is in Ohio. Okay. Um, so I guess most of these screen movies are set in California. I guess. Didn't you go to Oregon in one of them? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Maybe I'm did, thinking about Twilight. Yeah, I was about to say. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you see that tweet from Anna Kendrick, by the way? Oh, that's fantastic. Like, I just shit, remembered I just that was in Twilight. Her tweet, <laughs> her, she's the best Twitter. Or, yeah, hands she's down. fucking phenomenal. Uh, um, Scream Two is uh, is is not as not nearly as bad as Scream Three, but not nearly as good as Scream One. Yeah, Scream Scream Two is in is in full sequel mode, and they know they're a sequel. That's the thing. Like that's the big knowing thing of the dialogue. You know who's in the beginning of this movie? Omar Epps. Omar Epps. <laughs> <laughs> Omar Epps, man, making a lot of Ohio appearances that's here. Right. I'm wondering if he's from Ohio now, yeah, maybe because so. he's been in a lot of these movies um but yeah um uh, yeah the 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 once you get to scream three and the end of scream three and like all the bullshit that they lay out at the end of scream three you're like none of this none of the scream two shit makes any sense now nope. like none of that makes any sense they kind of like gloss over it in fact and i 3. do think the the movie version putting heather graham and the drew barrymore role is pretty inspired yeah yeah but yeah it's it doesn't hold up to the first i, I think it's watchable i think yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun watchable um and the third one i just there's almost nothing redeemable mm. about that at all. yeah mm. but at least here timothy oliphant gets to choose some screen time mm-hmm. um I can't think of many other good things to say, but I enjoy it. <laughs> Jane Lynch. There's a little collective soul in the soundtrack. Yeah, that's not right. Not that that should move you one way or the other. <laughs> it's uh, not Jane Lynch. Oh, who is Billy's mom? It's uh, Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, there. I mean, yeah, it's a it's good. There's some fun performances in it, and and uh, the yeah the parody of the original Scream all throughout when they show like you know luke wilson playing yeah uh, <laughs> playing billy and they have uh tori spelling actually because they joked about he she joked about that in the yeah. first one that she was going to get tori spelling um <laughs> but uh and there's some fun touches in it and it's well shot and it's well oh, yeah. it's 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 well made but it just yeah i didn't like it as much mm-hmm. um small soldiers yeah this movie probably could get into a good discussion about best ohio movies so it's been since it came out that that i've seen it and this was 94 ish or something like that Um, this was more like 96 97 oh 98 might be kirsten dunst is still pretty young in this she's it's before bring it on and that was what 2000 yeah it's 98 yeah it's uh, but this is joe dante i saw this when it came out i remember enjoying it but not really remembering anything about it. Why does this have such like a cult following? Because now? it has the the magic of the gremlins crossed with a, a Toy Story type situation huh. where you've got sentient toys. But this line of toys is, quote unquote, program. There's basically this wacky computer chip that gets out of out of place. Uh, they hate each other. 
And so as sentient toys who don't quite realize they're toys, they're trying to go to war with each other. And then there's these kids in the middle of it. Um, I actually tweeted, you may have seen it. I can't believe I live in a world where we're going to get a fourth Toy Story movie and we still haven't had a second Small Soldiers because I liked it when it came out. And I've seen it two or three times since and I've liked it every other time. I think it's super charming. And it's got, uh, you know, it's got the sort of a hidden message about war too in it uh, all the way through it but good voices uh, tommy lee jones plays chip hazard yeah um but there's uh yeah it's uh it's a really fun movie i think at the beginning of it so it's a toy company that's trying to make these like super awesome toys for christmas or something like yep. that and it's jay moore and david cross i think are yep. the the ones who are making the uh the toys at the beginning and they put in some like super chip that they haven't really tested typical comic book type stuff mm-hmm. where they haven't really tested something but let's go with it anyway and uh and then they accidentally get shipped out or whatever without any testing or anything i can't remember what the whole reason for them getting out was but then uh once they become active, they, yeah, they are like actual soldiers. They really want to like actually kill things and, and stuff. So there's like a good side and a bad side that's mm. in there. Yep. And there's a great little Barbie section in there. Um, I just, I, I need to watch it. this again. I think you do. I think it has, I mean, I think if you took the concept of Toy Story and Gremlins and mashed them together, you'd get this. <laughs> that's, that's, and that sounds like a perfect movie to Oh, actually. it's fun. It's so fun. <laughs> 6.1 on the IMDb. I'm going to tell you something, IMDb. Mm. If fucking Nightmare on Elm Street is a 5.5, <laughs> this movie's a 9.0. Yeah, no shit. Um, then we have uh, Stranger Than Paradise. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, this is a, this is Jim Jarmusch's one of his first films. So you've said enough. Uh, <laughs> you will not get on board with Jim Jarmusch, I will not. Will I will not. Why? Too because slow? I don't think Fringe is great just because it's fringe and weird it's not fringe and weird it's just it's just is like he takes his time to tell a story he lets the beat settle he lets his actors what's the best jarmusch movie uh i would say broken flowers is my favorite dead man is up there See, uh, dead man i i really didn't like no i understand that it's slow and it's test your patience a little bit uh, I would say um, uh, Down by Law is up there. I'm sure that's not really right up your alley either. Oh, um, I don't like Ghost Dog that much. Is that um, the samurai one with Forrest Whitaker? Mm-hmm. I actually like that movie. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> See, I think that's, it's it's to me probably his most accessible movie, even though it's weird. Um, but for whatever reason, I didn't like it. That's the thing. I though. would say Broken Flowers is my if favorite. A, if a guy has a whole like filmography, but he only has like one movie that's really accessible, it's like David Lynch. I really like David Lynch, but he doesn't have a lot of accessible stuff. I'm not a big David Lynch fan either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm understand. not a big uh, other guy Jeff, that loves the, uh, the the Lost Highway guy. Cronenberg. Oh, that's David Lynch. <laughs> but you're Cronenberg. Thinking, you're Cronenberg. Thinking Cronenberg, Cronenberg, Cronenberg yeah. Same thing. I'm not. I'm not into it, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like it's not very accessible. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm too vanilla. No, no, no. I understand. I'm okay no, with I mean that. Uh, Jarmish. I understand is not for everybody, especially his pacing, mm-hmm. but. I'm I'm down with it for whatever. Stranger. Reason. So I've never in seen Paradise? this. Stranger than Paradise. So I've never seen this. What's it about? It's got a bunch of vignettes. It's actually probably his least accessible movie. Strangely enough, <laughs> it's his um, first and least accessible. <laughs> pretty much. It's it's like a student film, basically. Okay. Like uh, it's a, it's a couple of vignettes. John Lurie is in there. Um, a few of his like you know regular guys that he comes back to later on. Tom Waits isn't in this one or Iggy Pop, but um, you know it's I think it's in black and white. Um, it's it's little comedy bits uh similar 
there's not as many vignettes as coffee and cigarettes. Do you ever see coffee and cigarettes? No. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another one that I would put up there too. Um, but kind of little things. I think there's four that kind of loosely fit together mm-hmm. and, it's it's interesting if you are a Jarmish completist like I am, uh, it's it's worth checking out. It's definitely not his best. Uh, then we have Super Eight. I remember when Super Eight was supposed to be like a, a lot of people thought with the the teaser trailer, it was going to be a Cloverfield sequel. J.J. Abrams was attached to it, of course. He ended up directing it or whatever. Um, but honestly you could actually say that it is in some weird way yeah. connected it's as connected as the the paradox is yeah. Yeah. Or, or 10, or Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield. Day, really right um but uh jj abrams set out to make an old school and then we mean 70s 80s type of like sci-fi film with this it succeeds in in part i i'd say it's 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 pretty good mm-hmm um i didn't like it completely i wasn't totally sold there's something on it. missing from this that's not quite spielbergian <sighs> right i can't quite put my finger on it I, i'll have to, i mean i i've when we send this i i think i did put my finger on it but i've sort of forgotten well, what I that feel was like, uh i'll take a stab at it i feel like it's early enough in jj's directing career that you can tell that he's following a spielberg recipe mm. to a certain degree and even it works in a lot of parts but it's not somebody creating their own recipe from scratch as opposed like i think he's clearly paying homage to spielberg as opposed to trying to rip him off but i think later in his filmmaking career he's kind of come into his own a little bit more as opposed to following a blueprint to to yeah ping on this nostalgia thing he's um, more of a he's more of a showy version of spielberg because spielberg I don't think he gets enough credit for creating tension. Like, he's got a lot of tension in his movies. Mm-hmm. Even War of the Worlds and stuff like that is very, there's some very tense moments in there. And I think they're supposed to be in Super 8, mm-hmm. but it doesn't quite get there. You never really, like, buy, or at least I didn't, like, buy into, boy, this is really, there's the stakes are high. And Yeah, so. um, I will say what is, uh, Elle Fanning is great in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. I think she's, what, 12 or 13 or whatever, has acting range that's better than people three, four times her age mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, something uh, in that family. You talking about look. Keanu? Yes, yeah. totally. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, Super 8, uh, yeah, I like it okay. It's just mm-hmm. something about, I think it was more towards, like, the ending and all the explanation of the ending and all that. I was like, eh, well, that... I don't know if I really liked how that jived with everything that happened before it and everything. But. I think that ensemble of kids, though, deserved as much love as the Stranger Things kids get. I think yeah, they're they, all they really, were, really they yeah. worked really well yeah. together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we have Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Tommy Boy. And Bla- I always got to figure out Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. Well, look, I, this movie, I think, has gotten way overpraised. I agree. Probably so. <laughs> now, I love Chris Farley. I like David Spade on Saturday Night Live, but two hours or an hour and a half of it or whatever is just, it's too much for me. You go back and watch this now. Oh, no. no. Not nearly as funny as you it's remember. It's funny, though. It's just not, it's not all that clever. No. It's funny in the way that people trying to tip over a cow and falling into the mud themselves yeah. is funny. Yeah. And if, it, if the right person is doing it, I can laugh at that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they clearly they tried to recapture whatever magic they had here in black sheep, black and, sheep is well so this came before man. black sheep um and what the, i think they were really trying to go for was planes trains and automobiles oh yeah no i meant in black yeah, sheep they were yeah. trying to recapture oh, this magic but you're right i do think they were kind of inspired by that yeah i mean there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of similarities in this i mm-hmm. mean down chris farley of course was john candy after john candy passed yep. and nobody has taken on that mantle i don't believe since chris farley passed um, horatio sense yeah, yeah. No, you're right no, now, yes. now he's all skinny yeah <laughs> it's weird kevin james may have tried it for there yeah. for a little bit a little bit there but uh uh i remember really really enjoying this i haven't seen it in forever but i have seen it a lot i've seen it a yeah. lot of times um but uh yeah this uh it's one of those um i guess it's they uh they work at a auto parts manufacturer and and tommy is a is a guy who like really never succeeded in college or anything he's just going to be his son his dad's heir apparent to this fortune that they have and they sell brake pads i think it's rob lowe isn't it that's the foil yeah rob yes. lowe plays the uh like the bradley whitford of yes. billy madison in <laughs> yeah. This. yeah um exactly. yeah and uh and so yeah both of them are trying to vie for the company and and tommy is a uh, a guy who just can't get it together but uh finally he he figures out some like of his dad's old salesman magic and yeah and everything so it's basically a road trip movie them going around the midwest essentially to yeah. like sell these brake pads and david spade and chris farley were a thing for for, for a brief moment in time there. david spade takes acerbic like way over the top yeah. in this movie <laughs> yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's eating the ketchup packets and he's like oh i can hear you getting fatter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 favorite part probably though is when so they have the the woman goes out to skinny dip in the pool and uh david spade is like watching from his yeah. uh, fr- watching from the hotel room and tommy walks in on him masturbating <laughs> and like and uh he goes he's like richard what were you doing in here? And he goes, "Hey, that's a really good-looking lady down there. Good for her." <laughs> I wonder if she plays for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Um, a movie just like Tommy Boy, Traffic. That's right. It is just like Tommy Boy. What about this fucking movie's in Ohio? I guess this movie has so many vignettes. Any? No, of it's got a big chunk. There's three chunks. One is in Mexico. Uh, one is in California, I believe, yeah. and the other one is it's, in Ohio. The whole the Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas stuff is in, is in Ohio. Yeah, he's and like Erica a senator Christensen? from. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. So you have uh, Michael Douglas, Catherine Zeta Jones, Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. Topher Grace is in this thing. A lot of Soderberghs. Yeah, um, um, I watched this again like three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, didn't like it as much. Oh, really? I loved it when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I think it's just it's just needs to be dialed back a bit in the editing. Like, I just don't feel like it's very cohesive i could see that did this win best picture uh yes nah, because yeah. it was traffic and then crash like around yeah, that but soderbergh thing. did not win mm. he had aaron brogovich and traffic both came out this year mm. and either either he didn't get nominated or he didn't win i think it was so traffic no traffic did not win um it was gladiator that won oh wow and (laughs) soderbergh may have won for traffic jeez that's how that went because ridley scott did not win 
So it was it was Gladiator won Best Picture and Soderbergh won Best Director. I see. For Traffic. I see. Um, I'm not saying it was bad on this recent watch. I'm just saying I, I felt like it was feeling a little long. Haven't seen it since it came out. Um, then there is Unstoppable. This movie's awesome. This movie's great. <laughs> I would have guessed Pennsylvania. No, it, it, it starts in Pennsylvania, but the whole disaster happens in Ohio. Honestly, I think if you don't have Denzel and Chris Pine in this... Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work yeah. at all. And because they're both so charismatic, what what should be a B movie kind of becomes like an A-. minus. Like, I think it's really, really enjoyable. What's surprising is that... So this was after Star Trek, the first uh, the reboot yes. Star Trek. Even with that, like, Chris Pine was really great in that. Mm-hmm. We all We all liked it. But you would figure that he wouldn't stand up to Denzel acting wise. He holds his own. He does. He, he holds does. his own. This yeah. this movie's really fun to watch. Really yeah. enjoyed this. Uh, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I remember it being really good. Um, it's kind of got that same uh, concept of uh, speed, where the train can't uh, yeah. slow down and all that. Only no bomb. It's yeah. unstoppable. Right. Yes. Um, Here's Ethan Suplee's in this movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, but he's yeah. actually the guy that causes the whole fuck up <clears throat> oh yeah that's right because he uncouples the train and doesn't recouple it in time <clears throat> but um this was one of the very many tony scott denzel washington collaborations um yeah, yeah that works out. deja vu another watchable one yeah deja vu crimson tide started it all um and then there was like a couple others like man on fire i think was one yep uh but they i think they collaborated about five six times maybe um, some guy was on fire yeah <laughs> yes it's an anchorman fight yeah. no i got you um then we have the watch um i watched this movie i've seen it is this the ben stiller vince vaughn yep. comedy yes that came out of the bad time and basically got buried yeah it's uh it's um alien invasion mm-hmm. and these guys sort of form a group to like go around and like i don't know if they actively seeking them out and trying to kill them or anything but well i mean they're a neighborhood watch that takes it way too seriously in the first place and mm-hmm. i think even even right they started expecting things and nobody believes them because they're so overbearing about this now this did come out around the george zimmerman yeah. Trayvon martin thing yeah. right which is it's a bad movie mm-hmm. this is a bad movie it's I not funny even it. with all the the talented people in there but that's that's awful timing obviously but it's also not really related to a story like this because there's hypervigilant neighborhood watch people, but it's not about that. It's about aliens. Yeah. So. But it's got, uh, so you had Ben Stiller, Jonah Hill, Biddy Crudup, Billy Crudup. Uh, the guy who really kind of steals it is this, I don't know his last name, how to pronounce it, but Richard Ioade. Mm. He's like, he, he plays a, He's, a really weird dude yeah. or whatever, but, um, but, yeah the movie is is oh, garbage i just i i just remember watching this just being very depressed watching it is watching. it's like couples retreat it's like how are there this many talented funny people in here yeah and it's not or tower heist right like why why does this keep happening like how do you make such a shitty movie with yeah good I people know. i don't know uh and then welcome to collinwood i've heard of this i don't know if i've ever seen it oh my god this Let me, is another one of those Family comes home for a meal or an no, illness? No, 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 no. This is, okay, so this is the Russo Brothers directed this. Oh, okay? wow. This was 2002. Russo Brothers directed it, produced by Soderbergh and Clooney, starring William H. Macy, Isaiah Washington, Sam Rockwell, Luis Guzman, Patricia Clarkson, Jennifer Esposito, George Clooney. Christ. It wasn't seen by anybody. 
it's about like a bank heist. It's about like a dude in prison that starts planning this bank heist. And I think it's mainly like a heisty type of oceans type of thing. And you'd think with that pedigree that everyone would have seen it. It came out at like uh it was released in like a few theaters and it made uh four point six million dollars worldwide, three hundred and seventy eight thousand in the US. Holy shit. And twelve million dollar budget. Well at least I know why I didn't ever heard of it now. I, I really want to watch this movie. It looks really good. It sounds really good. It's got a lot of good people behind it. Well, what's the reviews look like? I haven't seen the reviews. It's a two point six. On the <laughs> Actually, it might be. <clears throat> it could be like the Welcome to Mooseport of heist movies. Oh, <laughs> it's look also it up. A shitty title to it. Welcome to Mooseport. It's six point four movies. Okay, well that's that's decent enough. It's got it's fifty five percent, and audiences are about the same. All right, so it's probably not great, but might have some moments. That cast is incredible. I know. And the Russo brothers behind I mean, Russo brothers aren't perfect, but you know, they've they've done some good stuff. Okay. Yeah, they made that I mean they made a, that one movie for Disney did all right. Yeah, that's right. Um there's actually one more movie that I didn't put on there that takes place in Akron that's Room. Oh yeah, Room. And oh. it's not a fun movie to discuss, but it's a good movie. Yes, yes it is. Um this is uh this is sort of Brie Larson's uh like coming out for everybody. Like she She's fucking she amazing. She had been in, in stuff before then she was great in it and everything, but uh this was her announcement and everything to the world. She's great in this. Jacob Tremblay is really good in it too. Mm-hmm. Uh has one of the one of my favorite moments in the last 10 years is when kid sees the sky for the first time yeah um uh yeah it's a it's a depressing as fuck movie yeah and then after the after the whole getting out of the room thing it doesn't get better no it's such a realistic portrayal of how you know, how a terrible situation, how you deal with a terrible situation in the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it's not very easy to watch. I didn't know anything about it before I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but me and the wife were absolutely riveted the yeah. entire time. Uh, didn't, didn't feel great afterwards, but you realize he saw something really amazing. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really good movie. Um, then, uh, on the rundown, Anomalisa. I have talked about Anomalisa before. It's a really, really good uh, Charlie Kaufman stop motion uh, movie. Uh, it's set in Ohio. I think that uh, David Thewlis's character is um, he's a he's an author who goes and speaks about. Uh, I can't remember. He's a self motivational speaker kind of guy, um, uh, and he's well known at it too. And he one of his stops is at this hotel in uh i believe i can't remember what if, if it's cleveland or, mm. or what but uh but uh he everybody who talks to him has the same voice that's crazy uh until there's this one woman that he runs into that has a different voice and it's jennifer jason lee mm. and he falls in love with her because she's got a different voice and there's even a scene in there where like Jennifer Jason Lee's character is with a more attractive woman and um and he ends up like asking the Jennifer Jason Lee character to come back and and hang out with him and everything and she goes well usually you know people want to hang out with my best friend and everything and they're like it's like nope nope so it was it's all attraction to a different voice hmm. um there is a a sex scene in here reminiscent of Team America but not like <laughs> played up for super laughs it's actually 
it's played for drama, but at the same time, you could you could team America it up if you want to. Um, Anomalisa is a I I say fantastic freaking movie. I gotta check that out. I I wholly recommend Anomalisa, and it's a movie that just kind of you know it came out and it looked like it was trying to get some sort of Oscar recognition towards the end of the year when it came out, and nobody really ever saw it, and I haven't heard very many people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought it on a lark blu-ray watched it i watched all the behind the scenes stuff hmm. crazy that the movie even got made they ran out of money a couple of times wow. um uh it's uh it's really really good hmm. i i wholly recommend that one uh antoine fisher which i believe was denzel washington's uh directorial debut oh he wow did direct that that's right um, I wow. about that but it's about a military training class something whatever is it Derek luke i saw it once and thought it was okay um yeah it's i mean it's it's perfectly fine um denzel washington directed 2002 uh young navy man is forced to see a psychiatrist after a violent outburst against a fellow crewman um so it's got that kind of that goodwill hunting type of vibe to it as well but it came on recently and i watched about 30 minutes of that and it was really good i really liked it it was they were going to call it good (laughs) <laughs> antoine fisher but yeah. then sean parker told him to drop the good drop the good <laughs> it's cleaner yeah uh all fall down i've never seen this it's got warren Beatty, eva marie saint and carl malden yeah then there's the bronze which was that uh wasn't that the um it's it's the one about the gymnast the duplass brothers uh, right. produced it and it's got oh, this it. and it's Did got this that? real bizarre sex, sex scene, scene in it yeah where that's the, the main draw for the it gymnast has like a pummel horse style sex scene <laughs> i think it's her coach i don't know who i saw it i remember thinking what the fuck am i watching and i moved on <laughs> yeah with my it's life. one of those things where like they're like the sexual positions they get in are impossible and it's oh, hilarious because she was a was like an athlete olympic athlete from this town that was famous in this town and then somebody else is taking her glory Mm -hmm. and she's like older and being pushed to the side and there's like a new gymnast from this town that everybody loves and i think she kills her Hmm. or like beats her up or something i think i feel like there is a loose threat to to real yeah i feel like this maybe actually maybe it didn't maybe the stuff in the movie didn't happen exactly the way it happened in real life but i think it's based on a real person yeah that that sounds right i'm not sure anyway it's like a olympic gymnast movie comedy weird sex scene yeah (laughs) um (laughs) everyone's gonna watch it now just for that sex scene (laughs) dirty pictures um boy i remember this coming out I think it was around 2000 it's, i didn't see it though it's a documentary it's about uh po- pornographic art display mm-hmm. in cincinnati yeah this guy apparently uh like uh displayed really really graphic sexual imagery but it was in the context of a museum and he presented it as art and uh, it was in cincinnati and they refused to show it or the city tried to shut it down or something like that there was a big lawsuit about it so uh, shut us down mm-hmm. oh yeah. but the bengals can play every week <laughs> vontez perfect is allowed to tackle yeah. <laughs> um then there is the not Haley steinfeld edge of 17 <laughs> yeah what it came out in 1998 i was all excited i was like well did edge of 17 happen in ohio could have could have uh but no it's another and, one uh gay coming of age movie mm-hmm uh but i i don't i don't know of this one i don't know who's yeah, I in it heard of or it. anything did you say 88 98, 98. All right. 
I was going to say 88. Um, I'm not sure 1988 could have handled a gay coming out story very almost, tactfully. No. Nobody that I know is in this. Yeah, no no kidding. Um, then there is um, The Express. Running back. <laughs> yeah, running back. Ernest, Ernest, Ernest Bynes. Ernest, Ernie uh, Davis. Yes, Davis. Rob Brown plays Ernie Davis. And, and uh, Dennis Quaid is in this. Yeah, I saw this. Um, I didn't see this. It's not any better or worse than any of the rest of them <laughs> if you saw we are marshall you saw this movie it's just just about a real guy although right. we are marshall is about real people too yeah. never mind right. <laughs> <laughs> uh then there's ghost in the machine oh boy i remember that karen allen yeah it was uh i think it's very much like your russell crowe denzel Terminal velocity, whatever the six point seven or whatever. What yeah. virtuosity? virtuosity? Virtuosity. It's like there's there's a serial killer in the machine or something like that. Carl Hawkman is a technician in a computer store. He is also known as the address book killer due to his habit of stealing people's address books. Yeah, they use ex machina. Uh, proceeding to murder anyone listed in the book. So he's like uh, he's like um, the dude in uh, the jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like M.M. at Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid random person. <laughs> these paint cans. <laughs> he hates these cans. <laughs> um, Gummo. I never saw Gummo. That either. was shot by uh, local guy Harmony Kareem. Yep. Yep. Uh, this followed up kids, right? Two or three movies yes. after kids? Yeah, it's apparently about like, uh, I think it's, a, again, like little vignettes about lower middle class Midwesterners. But it was shot in Nashville, and I think, I've seen like little clips of this movie, uh, and I think I recognize, there's some in, in West Nashville that I recognize. Seedier uh, places. Yeah. Uh, then there's Harper Valley PTA. Never heard of it. Mm. Based um, on the song. At home, at the end of the world, that sounds like something I've seen, but of course it has all the words of things that are in other titles. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, Seeking a friend at home for the end of the world. Yeah, right. right. It's got, it's Colin Farrell and... Oh, it's uh, a home at the end of the world. Okay. A home at the end of the world. Uh, Colin Farrell, Robin Wright, Sissy Say SpaceX. I haven't seen this. No. Hey, get less boring, Ohio movies. Right. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, I am number four. Have you seen this shit? This is uh, this said I believe it was Alex Pettifer in it. Oh, is this another young adult yes. uh, yes. apocalyptic thing? Yes, yes. yes and uh, I believe this. This I can't remember if this was the movie where Alex Pettifer got this sort of like um, rec- reputation as one of those young asshole actor kids. One of those Devin Sawas. Yeah. Uh, he is number four, you know. Sorry, Devin Sawa had the same reputation. Yeah, I was yeah. Um, but uh, yes, the aliens and their guardians are hiding on Earth from intergalactic bounty hunters. It was I am number four, and then the sequel was the Fifth Wave. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. And then the Sixth Sense. Came so out. this one, yes, this uh, one has the speech about ending the Cold War, right? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, but I but I am number four. Yeah, as a piece of shit. Uh, that's all I remember uh the last five years it's an anna kendrick movie i haven't seen it is it is it one of those both look at me (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, i don't blame you well it certainly looks like the type of movie that you might have seen it sounds like the kind of movie i might have seen uh it looks like one of those no but richard lagravenay's of uh of uh what's uh is it bridges of madison county oh Oh, yeah lovely Uh, my director fame uh (laughs) let me try to see so this movie's all about adultery then is what you're saying probably 
I think that's all he ever The did. last five years that's of adultery. That's a romantic adultery. Con- No, comedy. he didn't do that movie. Did he write it? He wrote The Fisher King. Yeah, he wrote The Fisher King. He wrote The Bridges of Madison County. He wrote the screenplay for Bridges yeah. of Madison County. Um, but no, I, I don't, I've never seen The Last Five Years. Um, then there is Meet the Applegates. I feel like I have seen this. There's a lot of meet the whatever. Right. But uh, I remember this coming <laughs> out because I was like, because even back then I was like, oh, is Christina Applegate in this movie? Like, because it came out in 1990. Um, oh, this is where they get possessed by like a Brazilian uh, alien and then they move back to Ohio. That's another Michael Lehman who did Heather's uh, oh, yeah? movie. That sounds like the Richard Dreyfus movie with Dharma. <laughs> Where he comes back from the African tribe and tries to teach his family to Krippendorf live. Like, Krippendorf Krippendorf tribe. tribe. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> by the way, did you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. That. I I think I saw that. I saw it. I think I saw it. I, I don't I think I built it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I I most likely did if we got it. Uh, the mighty. Yeah. I don't know what the mighty. Is. Uh, this is the mighty. It's about like a like a kid that's got uh, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Oh, little kid, good oh, at something. Yeah, have, he's he's got curing. Yeah, I Healing. mean he's he's got an imagination, and Dude, apparently, God, yeah. this is one of those uh, road trip segments where I have seen half the movies and don't remember any of them. What <laughs> yeah. have I done with my life? I don't, well, you know, you 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 push the bad movies out of the brain and you retain the memories of the good ones. Yeah, I guess so. This has a seven point three on IMDb, but as we know, they gave Nightmare on Elm Street the remake a five point five. Yeah, there you go. Um I like the IMDB is like its own sentient thing. Um but I saw this. I don't remember much about it. It has uh, uh Kieran Culkin in it mm-hmm. and it has uh, uh Eldon Henson and Gandolfini and uh, a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, I remember Sharon Stone. Uh but yeah, I don't remember anything else. National Lampoon Senior Trip, I definitely didn't see this. Fuck it too. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, his debut. Wow, Jeremy I remember Renner. saying this. There's a lot of National Lampoon. You know what I read the other day? Yeah. Kristen Wiig was in the first season of Joe Somebody. Oh. That, Joe somebody that reality show where they I think it was Joe somebody where they, they oh everyone oh, was the guy is a millionaire it, it, he pretends to be a millionaire but he's no 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 that's Joe millionaire <laughs> uh, this was one where it was just an anonymous guy he thought he was at this mansion to meet love but every other contestant and the host and the cameraman were all actors and Kristen and he, they, were, they figured out halfway through the season this guy was too nice of a guy to prank this hard. And when they did the, uh, another season, they got more of an asshole. But Kristen Wiig was on that. Oh, she wasn't funny. anybody at that point. Wow. She was taking oh, wow. a dick. Anyway, That's crazy. And I watched that first season of that show. Because <laughs> he like wins a prize and Kristen Wiig like, falls down and hurts her ankle. So he gives his prize to her because he's a nice guy. <laughs> and they're like, this whole show is set up to fuck with him. Uh, Ralph Garman is oh, the show's host. Really? Um, yeah, Kevin yeah, Smith's yeah. Uh-huh. podcast partner. Yeah. Right? Interesting. There you go. Uh, Power, uh, 1986 Sidney Lumet movie. It has Gene Hackman, Richard Gere, Denzel Washington. Yes. Hmm. Never saw this. I need to see this. I can't believe I haven't seen this movie. Yeah. Which, who's in it again? Richard Gere, Denzel, Gene Hackman, like Marlon Brando. Name like, it, it wasn't Marlon Brando, but like, saying, name like an amazing actor. But there may be a this. reason you haven't seen it. Yeah, could I be. Feel like, I feel like this is a movie that I should have seen. Maybe it's The Watch. <laughs> it could be got all these great names but they made a bad movie you don't know um amdb has this at 5.7 what really yeah wow uh, maybe so maybe it is the watch. then there's a movie called public 
directed by Emilio Estevez. Um, <laughs> no, so this is uh, no, but this is coming out. Uh, listen to who's in this. So Emilio Estevez, he 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 directed it, but he's also in it. Alec Baldwin, Christian Slater, Jenna Maloney, Taylor Schilling, Michael K. Williams, Jeffrey Wright, Gabrielle Union, like really good cast. Is it? It's is on it the festival new? circuit right now. Okay, well he directed a film that his dad starred in a few years ago about. I think it's a, the one about a father who's trying to go on, complete a hike that his son died trying to complete. Yes, I remember that. I I'm pretty sure it, he directed that. Yeah. And so my joke aside, it wouldn't surprise me if that was, was got, had got good reviews and but now again, he pulled a bigger cast. Terrible fucking title, man. Yeah. Or, the, the public. Yes, the public. Really? The pub, drop the the. <laughs> yeah. Just public. Uh, roommates, which stars Peter Falk, DB Sweeney, and Julianne Moore. I never saw this. I do remember it coming out. Yeah, me too. Uh, Seven Minutes in Heaven, Jennifer Connelly movie. Yeah, man. Um, feels like something I should have seen. It's one of those John Hughes knockoffs, I think. Yeah, nineteen eighty-five. Jennifer Connelly was probably like fifteen, something like that. Mm. Yeah, she was fifteen. Uh, that sounds like the. Uh, it's probably the uh, the game where you go into the closet and all that i think he ends up over at her house and mm-hmm. a romantic spark but i mean fly. that was the game seven minutes mm-hmm. in heaven is i think that's even the game from 13 going on 30 it uh, is it's where and you, also from teen you, wolf you put two like <laughs> a boy and a girl in a closet and you, mm-hmm. for seven minutes and the idea is you never really know what they were doing in right there, when in reality most of them were probably like can't wait to get out of here do you yeah. remember did you ever do that no dude i was a preacher's kid i didn't even get to go to parties Oh, well. Let alone play. If you, you ever do part, that? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I oh, never did. Dude, I wish really? I had your childhood. Dude. I'd have been... I'd have been... I went right in. I went right... <laughs> Me too, man. I'd have been Frenching and shit. I'd have been like, you can let your doors right... There was an assumption, and, and the person that I was with, the, the people that I was with, went right in, too. I mean, it was just like, door closed, fuck it. When else are we going to make out? Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie called Take Shelter, which I know came out recently. I did not see that. We got you Michael know, Shannon, Jessica Chastain in it. Yeah, really good people. Uh, I, I've heard that it's good. I've awesome. actually, I think I've heard it is good. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and then there's a welcome home, Roxy Carmichael. Was that Winona Ryder? I believe so. She gets welcomed home. She does, but I don't remember. It's I, Winona Ryder and Jeff Daniels. Okay. I remember it coming out. I don't even remember what it's, what it was about though. Small town prepares for the homecoming of superstar Roxy Carmichael, as does a young outsider who believes Roxy is her mother. It's a prequel to Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, <laughs> yes. whatever that Martin Lawrence movie is. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Barrett would like all of us, all of you to know that there is a porno called A Wet Dream on Elm Street. All right, listen. It's listed on the Wikipedia page. It's listed on the Wikipedia. Okay, so I use the Wikipedia page, which has studio titles. Maybe some Andy's thrown in there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it certainly doesn't have fucking pornos on right. there normally. So I was like, well, maybe this is like a Paris Hilton, like trauma type of uh, weird knockoff no it's a fucking porno mm, like mm. a like a porno and i watched some of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> what year was it made i mean it was probably 86 uh, or something like that uh, wow <laughs> a porn from the 80s is no good <laughs> nothing good about that wow i didn't watch much of it trust me so that will do it for Ohio. You had a lot of pretty good movies in there. We really did, yeah. Um, I got stuff I need to see. I need to see Small Soldiers again. I need to see Anomalisa. And uh, I, I need see to that see Welcome Power. to Collinwood. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, 
All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, keep going to uh, Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook and uh, comment on this very episode. Keep going to SoundCloud. We have CinemaSins Twitter, uh, Reddit, and we have a Patreon. We do. Mm. It's got perks mm. for, for Patreons. I've got perks, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you are rubbing, rubbing nipples. my nipples. <laughs> yep. You've got perks. Feel these nipples. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you can see that live if you were hanging out with us uh, yeah, last Jeremy Thursday. is always feeling his nipples. Yes, t- constantly. Yeah, when you, whenever you listen to a Sins video, he's probably <laughs> rubbing his nipples. Uh, at least one. Yeah, at least one. Yes. One and a half. They sensitive, average. them nipples. Especially when I'm ranting and narrating about my college ex-girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott. Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasends.com. one of those somebody collected a bunch of tweets that roasted other people but this woman had written something about like her name was beverly and mm. she had written like my my sister died in a in a house fire but her nightstand bible was completely untouched by the flames what a what a unique message and gift from god or whatever and the reply that roasted her was like but beverly your sister died yeah yeah <laughs> like, exactly. god was gonna do an act of miracle yeah. why would he save the bible right. and let your sister and burn to a crisp millions of those all over the place he's gonna make a statement by doing that ah, fuck the humans yeah. i'm saving this book yeah good god Emails. cleveland rocks cleveland rocks God, I vowed on my way here not to say anything that you'd have to cut, (laughs) and I've already, like, fucked it up. Yeah. Anyway, yes, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even brought it up. God, I suck. Reset. Hi. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna do it. Yeah. Hey, I'm recording The Grinch tonight, like the original one, Mm -hmm. to watch with the the boy when I get home. Uh It's somehow an hour on uh, on ABC. Uh, Because of commercials? They're fooling you. But it's like 20 three minutes they're gonna give you that entertainment tonight bullshit where every segment is gonna be like on the last section you saw this and it's gonna be highlights of previously on the grinch and then they're gonna play like five minutes and then like coming up after the break yeah Yeah. (laughs) cindy lou who gives him a heart yeah uh hold on i gotta see how long it actually they're getting egregious with that shit my wife was watching what was she watching she was watching something the other day she hadn't seen in a while it was a two-hour and ten-minute movie that the, they were broadcasting at, like, three uh, three and a half hours or something. Oh, and I was really? like, there's almost half as much ads here as there is movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was uh, The Last Samurai. Oh, yeah. Which is a decent movie, and it's long to begin with, but you can't fool me. When I see a runtime of three and a half hours, I know something. Mm-hmm. It's 26 minutes. Yeah, so it's going to be filler or, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be ads for that? No, you know what? Disney won't you know run what ads it for might the new be? one. You know what it might be? You know how most television episodes are 22 minutes? Mm-hmm. It may have just crossed a threshold. Oh, yeah, maybe so. To where they couldn't do 30-minute uh, block of it. They had to make it an hour. So that's going to be 34 minutes of commercials. Now, I'm recording it, so I can fast forward I would to make them. it 45 and yeah. then put in a Frosty the Snowman and, and you know, complete the difference yeah. there and make it an hour and a half. Um. Yeah, that's m- one of my favorite Red Band trailer experiences. <laughs> they used to they because so Red Band trailers were 
sort of banned after for a while from like Regal and Carmike and all those because for some reason uh well I'm sure uh people were putting red band trailers on movies that were not rated right. R. Um but then they then like somewhere around 2007 2008 Regal was like we're going to we're going to lift that ban for some movies that are R rated and be sure to put the this on that and so, like, knocked up. <laughs> that was the first time I ever I experienced that. Was like, was uh, was like, she's like, I have something I really need to tell you. I'm pregnant. Fuck off. <laughs> what? What? I, it's like, I'm with- pregnant with emotion <laughs> with your baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Was it? What do you think I was fucking with? A dick skin condom? <laughs> <laughs> 